Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Kim Pierpoint. Hi Kim, how are you? Hello there, I'm very well, thank you. Awesome, so what is your business called and what do you do? I am Kim Pierpoint and I run Calm and Kind Yoga and I think the title of the business gives away what I do. I'm That's a, a yoga little bit. Teacher. Yeah, I'm a yoga teacher. So yeah, yoga teacher of 16 years now. Wow, that's incredible. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they've been a yoga teacher for that long. What on earth got you into it all those years ago? I, um, I was a teacher trainer for a further education uh, college, uh, a trainer for a charitable organization. So I'd got that sort of leading feeling skills and I walked into a yoga class and within the first hour, I turned to my friend and said, I'm going to do that because I just thought I can teach this. I know exactly what's going on here. Um, yeah, and I loved it. And it took me about another four or five years to go off and do the training. Um, and like all things, you start on your own, you start small and it slowly progresses. And there are twists and turns in life where you suddenly think, oh, my God, I'm doing this full time now. How did that happen? <laughs> Like before we came live, when we were talking about, we've suddenly realised that we're the adults that look after our lives. Exactly, exactly that. Yeah, it was only ever going to be just a little hobby job. And now it's what I do. And it's been really interesting because I was, I'm, I'm 50 now. But, um, you know, obviously having taught since about the, the age of 34, it's been really interesting seeing how my body changes, how my clients have changed, how they've grown with me how I've got an older clientele, how I don't appeal to younger people. It's just, it's fascinating. I love all of this, how you grow and how your business grows with you. Yeah, definitely. We were talking before we came live about crazy things happening in my business at the minute and it kind of scares me and I know I need to work on my mindset and it's, you know, every time you step forward, you get that kind of terrified scared thing and I feel like the little girl from Corby still which is um hilarious but but I think you know it's so important to kind of grow with your business and let it organically be part of you because you as a person grow dramatically like 16 years is huge to have the same business would be like it if you had the same business it wouldn't align with you at all so it's natural for it to progress with you yeah, totally, totally. Um, and I remember when I was going through my training that the teacher said, you know, you're, um, excuse me, you're the, you only become a good teacher when you know what it's like to be injured. And I used to think, what a stupid bloody thing to say. But it's so true. Now I'm harboring a hip injury. I'm so much more conscious of how the body works when you can't work it properly. Um, and that obviously has, gives me greater depth and knowledge to support my one of my groups obviously we haven't seen face to face but the average age is 69 wow and they've got all sorts of bits on them that aren't aren't working and I used to you know I used to help them get into their poses and their postures but it was only textbook and theory the reason that I could help them but now I'm experiencing some of those um changes in your body as you as you get older um, and people always say, you know, to be a yoga teacher, you must be incredible, fle incredibly flexible. I am probably one of the least flexible yoga teachers in out there. And maybe, and I like to think that's what makes me appealing. I'm not uber bendy. So people can see that 
you know, I'm not, I'm just normal. And, you know, I have the same, I have all the same issues that all us women have. You know, sometimes I'm too fat, sometimes I'm too thin, sometimes I'm too gray, sometimes I'm too colored in my hair. And people think as a yoga teacher that I would lose all of these, <laughs> all of these issues. And they put you on a pedestal. And I was only talking to a friend about it the other day. And she said, do people say to you, my God, do you drink? And I say, yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, I didn't think you would because you're a yoga teacher. Yeah, that's what I do. And there is a philosophy behind it. And it's very deep and it's very spiritual. But I'm also a human being. Yes. And I need that gin at the end of the day when exactly. I've had a really hard day. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I do find I do find that fascinating, but I completely understand it because I have great hand hand eye coordination and I am really flexible. My husband has absolutely no hand hand eye coordination and is like a solid piece of wood. And he is a professional golfer and I cannot hit a golf ball. And like every time I watch him play I'm just like how but he <laughs> there's no thought for him at all it's just so natural but if I get him to do anything else he's like what like he <laughs> just cannot do it I find it hilarious it's so funny but that's being what you're naturally supposed to do and being what you're naturally gifted at doesn't necessarily mean that it follows any sort of stereotype that's connected with it at all no, and I think, you know, with the advent of um, social media and particularly Instagram, you will see the body beautiful bendy wendies all over Instagram. Bendy wendies. And they are super. And, and I laugh about them because I've never done yoga in my life in a bikini. Nobody would want to see me doing yoga in a bikini, standing on a rock with a beautiful sunset. I'd like to do all of the above, but without the bikini. Yeah, And I think if you haven't done yoga and you've only ever seen those those sorts of images, when you walk into my class, you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> I So I'm with you up to the whole, I want to do those, I want to do yoga, I love yoga as well, but I want to do yoga in the bikini, on the rock, in the sun, but I want to live my life the way I live my life and naturally have that body and I don't and I would have to starve myself and be very miserable to do it so my choice is I'll drink alcohol and eat the food I like and live the lifestyle I have and not do yoga in a bikini on a rock in the sunset thank you very much <laughs> um, mine mine I do yoga outside in the sunset but because I live in Wiltshire it's normally wrapped up in a big big coat so you can't even see the beautiful body bits not that they're all a little bit south facing these days anyway so but, oh, but um, I yes got, I got my um I got first 40 years old got my first ever bra fitting the other day one I've been wearing a 38c for quite some time and I am a 34e <gasps> so e well, and mm -hmm. it also taught me that actually get the professionals to do what professionals do like gentle reminder get the professional people because exactly. like for the, my whole life I've been wearing the wrong bra but it but also the thing that made me remember that is because she I said to her oh everything's so south now and she went you've got great boobs and I was like this spaniel's ears she was like for your age darling you're you're doing well I was like yay yay that's a bonus <laughs> I took that as a win 
Absolutely. And that's really bizarre you should say that because actually I went for my fitting this week. Did you? <laughs> and I were, my... were you incorrect as well? No, no. I well, yes, I was, but I've I've been to the same woman for several years because of exactly what you've just said. You know, suddenly you go and get measured. And I was like, I'm sure, yeah, I'm definitely a 36 double D. And she was like, if you're a 36, then I'm a monkey's auntie. Yeah. She said, You've got a really narrow back, you're a 30. That's quite a significant difference in width at the back. And your cup size is an F. So we're going to bring you in and we're going to give you more cup. Um, But I went, why did I tell you I went went to see her this week? I was going to tell you. But yeah, generally I went to see her this week, but it's bizarre that you should have mentioned it. So I've been along and had, and I said to her, she said, are you wearing the right bra? And I said, well, I've lost some weight. Yay, yay, go me, lost weight in the lockdown. And she said, and are you wearing the same, are you wearing the same bra they fitted you in before lockdown? And I said, yes, because yeah. I'm such an idiot these days. I can't buy a bra without you fitting me. No, I don't think I ever will again. But it was, it was another reminder to me because I'm always talking to people about, you know, getting professionals to help you in, in different situations. And then I was like, I'm 40 years old. I've never had my bra fitted before. <laughs> For God's sake. But anyway, so well, you talked about the fact that you've managed to lose weight through during lockdown. So how the hell have you done that? Or is it because you've been practicing more because you had the time to do it? Um, well, to, to coin a phrase that's just become a little bit grating on my on my nerves at the moment obviously I pivoted like everybody pivoted. else did did you go pivoting. on a journey as well oh uh, no I try not I've been journeying for a while but no yes <laughs> I um yeah I I got involved with an electronic platform pre-lockdown with a view to going to run stuff online so when we went into lockdown I was online within 24 hours so that fitted really well uh, set up a membership practicing at home and um then I discovered intermittent fasting I'm an avid fan how do you do yours I try and do a 16 8 hour as uh, 16 8 as so have an eight hour eating window and I try and break it um with a smoothie or a shake so that I've got a you know a good good way of breaking it so it's a calorie deficit to a certain degree but it's also yeah. The fact that you know you are resting your digestive system on the way through as well yeah I'm a 24 or Ooh. a one meal a day girl yeah the, the thing is for forever I've never been a breakfast person so whenever I'm forced to eat breakfast I actually quite actually did it the other week and actually really enjoyed it but generally it's really not for me I'm not a fan at all and when people force me to eat lots of times throughout the day it's really not a comfortable situation. So when I found this and it worked for me, I was like, this is this is me living how I want to live. It makes yeah. such a difference to me. It's huge. Absolutely. I can't do, I, I have done big ones over the years gone by, but I can't really, I did an 18 yesterday because I was busy. But if I do, and, and if I do that, I get quite dizzy in the afternoon. So I have, my blood sugar really changes. And so I have to keep it between... I say 16, 8, 14, 14, 6, uh, 14, 10 as well. So because I get this sudden dip in blood sugar. Um, yeah, I can and get that and re- I can get a bit shaky. Yeah. And cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. And I did do a little bit of reading and I think because I'm perimenopause, it has an impact on as well. So I have to keep the sugar levels up and 
when I first started back last year in the summer, the weather was great. I was running and I was running loads and loads and loads. So it worked really well. But I've had to pull rein the running in because I've got this sort of ongoing hip injury at the moment. So Achilles off- heel. <laughs> Hello, welcome to run the world of running. Oh, I know. Well, um, I've been running since I was two though, so I don't know any other way to live. So it's really yeah. frustrating. I've had three weeks off. I'm going out tomorrow morning, which I'm really looking forward to. And you know, when you get that, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also really anxious about it because I haven't been out for three weeks. So yeah, I did my first one on Monday and I hadn't been out for five and a half months. And it was lovely. No, it was really lovely, actually. I only did a mile, which was really good for me because I felt like I could have carried on going, but my foot is ruined again. So back on all the pills and stretching and seeing what hopefully by next week I can maybe do another one or something. I don't know. When my osteopath said, you're going to have to rest, I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that. So I had various weeks of rest and then she said, OK, you can go back to it. I mean, you've just blown blown her theory out of the water and she said really? no more than three and um, three miles. And I was like, three miles? By the time I've got my leggings on, it'll be time to come back in. But you did really well to go out for a mile. I mean, that's hard when you're when you've been a yeah. runner and you've done distance. I I had to mentally prepare myself for it because I knew that if it felt good, that I would carry on going and I had to say I can't because there were stages in the process where I couldn't even walk I couldn't even put one foot in front of the other so I had that whole you don't want to feel that pain again come back and I'm so glad I did because I felt fine afterwards and I felt not too bad the next day and it's today my foot's really sore so I'm like yeah okay yeah it is and and I think that's what I was saying earlier when you've got an injury particularly with the stuff that I do and particularly now that I'm online so I see myself practicing more than I ever have done I'm all my poor members they must go mad because I'm always saying so you can see how my right leg will open outward rotate really well but now let's look at my left leg which is waving in the air and I met one of my girls that I've been teaching online um, a couple of weeks ago and she said you, I said, do I mention my left leg a lot? She said, eh, quite a bit, quite a bit. <laughs> Only every time we talk. <laughs> She's like, every time we do something, you go, and because I can't do it because of my left leg, and we're all going, yeah, we know. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Move on. I know. Well, the thing is, though, you know, it's really integral to your business for you to say things like that, for people to understand that, you know, ordinarily I'd be able to do this, but today I can't do this. And I actually kind of, builds that rapport that know like and trusting as well because you know they're of that age where they they can't do everything so for you to be able to go well now I've got an injury and that means that I have to do this but it doesn't mean that we have to stop completely so you can carry on it kind of gives them that whole ability to be able to continue and move in their elder elderly years (laughs) Exactly. And also because, I mean, every class that I teach live is recorded and then goes into a library. So although the people, I will have live attendees, I've also got members that I never, ever see whatsoever. So some of them will do every single class and some of them will just dip and choose. It literally is a library. What do I want to do? I want to do 10 minutes today. I want to do 30 minutes tomorrow. So the fact that I actually mention this lovely old hip is is dual purpose not just for the live attendees but for those that are going to plug in later on and say oh yeah that's why she can't do that on that leg that's why she's Again. got a dodgy, dodgy <laughs> hip yeah so where can people find you if they want to come and do your yoga classes um i'm on um 
uh, I've got a website, Calm and Kind Yoga, and it's K for calm. So it's K-A-L-M, then with an N, K-I-N-D. So Calm and Kind Yoga. And I do um, monthly membership. And I also, um, my big thing at the moment is the 10-Minute Yoga Gang. So I'm really... So the 10 minute yoga gang is for anybody that wants to do yoga, but just says, oh, it's, and this has come about because so many people have said it to me. I'd love to do yoga, but I just don't have time. I'm working at home. I'm running my own business and I can't afford an hour or 30 minutes out. So I run a 10 minute yoga gang where you can plug into the uh, platform and you have a choice of 30 classes that are 10 minutes long. And you can just dip in and do a 10 minute practice. So if you are working at home and you've just been sat in front of that screen all morning, you've got shoulders hunched up around your ears, your lower back is killing you, you haven't moved, you don't want to go outside, you can just switch on and plug into that and do 10 minutes reset and then go again. Having said that, if you've got half an hour, of course, you could do three back to back. So, you, you know, it's it beneficial. So, yes, so I've got two types of uh, membership. One is a regular membership where you get a whole, you get five, up to five live classes a week, but they're all recorded and, and put into the membership. And then you have the 10 minute yoga gang, which is uh, what I've just described. So, yeah, that's what I'm currently doing. And people can find all of that on my website. You can also find me on uh instagram and facebook um but on instagram i'm i'm known as kimby k-i-m-b-e yeah cool and clubhouse because that's where i and clubhouse of course yes yes i forget it i forget that's in our repertoire these days i know yeah it was funny there was a clubhouse room today yesterday maybe about like what's your favorite social media platform and the lady who was running it didn't even mention clubhouse was literally about 30 minutes in somebody came onto the stage and said what about clubhouse and she was like oh my god yeah sorry <laughs> didn't even think that this is a social media it's just because we kind of you know it's like a radio that you can kind of chat to people I on. love it for that reason I think it, I think I've made more connections in clubhouse real connections and some people I work with and some people I'll just connect and network with and follow I've made more connections and and probably quite going back to business quite good uh uh ideal clients as well for me I don't know about yourself it's suddenly instead of being in that, being out in that sort of sea of Instagram and that pluck, uh, cluck, clutching at straws of Facebook clubhouse is really it really helps you drill down who you want to talk to or helps you find people yeah, it's been completely and utterly insane for my business. And I always say it's, I mean, for me, and I don't know if it's the same for the people who have found me on there, but for me, I have a very, um, I like to say that I'm allergic to dickheads. So I instantly feel nauseous. They make me feel itchy. It's an allergy. Um, so when people talk and I know that they're talking shit, I instantly am not for it at all. So when it's a written word you don't seem to be able to see that because they could have got a copywriter in or anything like that so I can read something go my god that's amazing that's totally me that's great and then when I get on a call with them or I get on a zoom with them I think no I can't work with you but clubhouse and hearing their their voice I know straight away I know straight away whether or not they're people and equally the other way around my the, the 
the skill that I have, the thing that I do, like people could just say that they are good at it. So when people in Clubhouse come in and ask me a really technical question, then I can answer it straight away. It gives them that trust element yeah. of the no like and trust. Definitely. And it's been incredible for me because I can go into a room and have like 150 of my ideal clients in the room and one person asks a question that 30 people in the audience wanted to ask but didn't dare and then they're all like oh my god that's amazing and all jump into their dms and like I just never had that before I would have like you know dribs and drabs of people and then I'd get a recommendation and stuff like that and it would be continuous and it'd be amazing but never did I have people going you know follow Denise she's amazing you know you can ask her anything like not the historionics or whatever it is (laughs) like I didn't have that around me before so I'm constantly like calm (sighs) down (laughs) even today when you were like oh my god Denise thank you so much for helping me I'm I'm like (laughs) I'm so excited it was just a, such a beautiful moment this morning and 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 I think it's like many of us we get that imposter syndrome and you just All the time. absolutely nailed it on the head for me because I've been in and out of rooms and I've been like oh I won't talk here because why I'm just a yoga teacher and I'm, I'm not belittling myself but that's how I felt within the room and you just like I go in the room, it doesn't matter if nobody needs me or not, I get up there and I talk. Now I've been in the rooms and talked, but sometimes I've gone, yeah, I'm a yoga teacher, but what I want to say is this, this and this. So now, and after I left you, as I said earlier on, I was in this room, I was all ready to go. Then my mum rang me, but tomorrow and over the weekend, I'm going to do exactly what you said, is just get in any room, offer, offer when you can offer value or comments or questions, but damn well say what you're doing and why you're doing it. So yeah, yeah, it was just a really good moment for me this morning. Yeah, it's one of those moments where you, I I have them all the time, where you hear someone say something that you needed them to say. I needed to hear that today. Yes, exactly that. Yeah, totally. I also find Clubhouse, and exactly what you're saying, you can you can really weed out those that you don't want to work with or you think, hello, what's going on here? And I always think that's because you can't fool a fool. And I'm like, yeah, don't start that with me because I know exactly that trick or that behaviour because I've tried it. And and I think yeah. that's what wheedles them out for me. When I listen to two or three people, I'm like, no, 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 I've got nothing to offer this group. So, yeah, I think it's exactly that. But it's been a phenomenal, and I can only see it growing. I don't know about you. I think it's got lots and lots of potential. Absolutely. When I first heard about it, I thought, what a nonsense. And the first time I went into a room, it was, you know, a bunch of Americans willy-wagging. And I thought, how is this ever going to take off? Like, it's just utter nonsense. And then, you know, I, I found the right people and I made connections and really you know kind of started trusting people and knowing them and and liking them and and wanting to help them and then I also what we were talking about today was that I realized that it wasn't just that I could help people with you know property law questions or anything like that I could also talk to them about imposter syndrome because I've had it and I could talk to them about how hard it is to start a business because I've started a business and how difficult it is to have teenage kids because I've got teenage kids yeah 
it wasn't just about the one thing that I'm really good at. It was about all of the other things that I'm bad at and, and I'm trying to get better at and all and just conversations and then the connections of, you know, I can't go to, I can't, I don't go to networking meetings because I'm not very good at hiding when I think people are idiots. Like I just, I can't, I can't do it. So what, being able to go into clubhouse rooms and network with people and then leave as soon as it becomes uncomfortable for me is like, like music to my ears because the thought of me getting up, getting dressed and going to a BNI meeting yeah. and then it being full cool. of people that were just like make me feel itchy yeah like I would just resent that time because I should be working but now I can work on my business and in my business at the same time and it has just been incredible for me yeah yeah and I've done those BNIs I've done all of that jazz and that malarkey and I have walked out and that's real probably where my confidence and my imposter syndromes come from because I've got a gas fitter on, a gas fitter on my left and I've got an estate agent on my right and here I am extolling the virtues of yoga and they're all looking at me like, you should be just down the road, love, lighting a few candles, you know, doing that sort of stuff. And I've just... Chanting. Uh, yeah, networking has been very, very uncomfortable. And then somebody said, I'm going to set up a wellness network. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't want to talk to wellness people. They're already doing it. <laughs> I want to talk to people that want to come along to and see me. So, yeah, Clubhouse for me has been a real, real pleasure in networking a real pleasure and I feel like I can step up and talk and there are so many more rooms opening up now where they're saying things like this is a safe space this is things that we you know you can ask questions without feeling silly and it's just it's moved me on in significant ways for sure yeah. absolutely the same for me I've, I've learned so many things about marketing and sales and you know, networking and all of that, that I just, I, it would have taken me years to get there yeah. had I have had to run the business and work in the business and do all of that at the same time. Yeah. And, and, and financially as well, like, the, you know, the fact that I can, I can give people my advice on like property law for free if they pop up and ask questions because it'll help the whole audience People are also doing that if they're sales gurus or marketing gurus or anything like that. So I'm getting this free advice, but it's because I go up and I ask the questions that I hope other people in the audience needed yeah. to hear. Yeah. And they're, they're, I mean, they're obviously to help me too, but like that, I, I actively have that conversation in my head. Somebody else will need to know this information. Don't feel bad asking it. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm hoping that I see a significant change in the next six to seven months from the work, the legwork that I've put into going into Clubhouse. And, um, and after today, who knows? After so what do you plan on doing for your business? Um, well, I obviously there's the, at the moment, all yoga teachers are in debate. Do we stay online or do we go back face to face? So what do I want to do? I want to be, I, I want to stay online. And the only things that I want to do on face to face, which is, something I used to do in addition to face-to-face -face previously is workshops and retreats. Mm, so now I'm just trying to source venues, which is a little bit like trying to source, uh, you know, looking for a needle in a haystack because everybody's buying out or renting out the properties. But last night, I think I found something. I found a converted chapel with 16 bedrooms in, 16 bedrooms? Oh, sorry, slept 16 
not 16 bedrooms and a library space to run yoga as well so I'm really really interested in that venue at the moment because I think you know we're all desperate to get back into some sort of sense of normality and running yoga retreats was one of the things I used to do regularly and I think that would give me the the human contact that I crave but not be on the road a yoga teacher's life can be very very uh, transient you're on the road a lot you're in and out of village halls or studios and having taught for 16 years I'd come almost to the conclusion before Covid that I was I needed to get some of my life back in the evenings and then start to be smarter in what I do and how I do it so I'm also just in the process of training to be a coach and I don't want to be a business coach there's enough of you lovely coaches out there I'm going to I want to coach newly qualified yoga teachers to help them run their businesses ah. a bit like yourself you know why why do I I need to be very niche or very specific yes I know exactly who I want to work with I have no questions about my ideal client absolutely I know exactly who they are and I don't, I'm still in the process of doing the training, but I am just subtly sewing every occasionally I'll put a, a post out on Instagram that refers to yoga teachers and just little questions, just gentle sewing of the seed of, of the potential where I'd like to take it. And then I think that will save my hip as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I could be a running teacher, but, but running <laughs> coach that can't run yeah exactly. Oh, so I need to lessen the amount of classes that I actually teach to, to help save my hip but I don't want to change I don't want to change into you know I don't I don't want to become a business guru because that's not really what my what I ever wanted to do I want to work with the in the topic area and the vocation that I love so yeah yeah I wonder what I'll be when I grow up <laughs> It's very funny when you get to 50, because suddenly I feel like, you know, I was 50 in January, so I haven't really had much experience of being out and about in public. But my friend said to me, and she was 50 a couple of years ago, she said, when you walk into a room, you look around for the older person and you realise, oh, shit, I am the it's older me. person. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's... Um, I, I was never worried at 30 or 40, but I think because it, I've had this one in, in lockdown, I haven't had a chance to be a 50-year-old yet. I'm still happily being 40-something, so yeah. Yeah, I turned 40 in the lockdown and I haven't experienced being 40 yet. And it, not yeah. that it bothered me and not that I was concerned about turning 40, but like I just didn't get the whole, da-da, I'm 40. No. So I'm a bit like, not really 40 yet. I'll be 40 when I'm allowed to celebrate it. Exactly that. Yeah, I went to, we've got a lovely little tea room uh, just down the road from us. We popped in to see her yesterday and she said, how did your birthday go? And I said, oh yeah, it was all right. You know, picnic in January is not the best thing, but it was lovely. My husband did his best. I said, is, are you open for functions now? And she said, yes. I said, right, I need to book your tea room. I'm going to have my Prosecco and cake party and I'm going to get my girlfriends down to come and see me. So, yeah, that's when I'll start to be 50. She looked panic stricken. She said, well, I can't do it this week. I can't, I can't do it. I said, no, no, no. I'm not thinking until Don't August care or when. September. Uh... Yeah, I said, we've all got so much going on with everybody being released. I need to give them <laughs> lots of notice. And I need to give them a chance to, you know, get 
those that have got children, those, because I moved from Berkshire to Wiltshire four years ago. So I've got a lot of friends back in Berkshire. And it's literally, you know, you'd think I'd ask them to, uh, to come to the moon. So when, yeah. I, when I do organise this, I'm going to have to give them plenty of notice that they can, they can get to me the whole 40 miles. <laughs> and then, yes, and then it's I can close to, to the moon. Yes, so it's so far. Why would you want to leave? So, but no, I totally understand it. I, what I did is I just got a camper van so that I can just go and visit Yay. all of my friends throughout the country and I don't have to think about it anymore. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But I am not having another birthday in January sitting in the garden drinking Prosecco and champagne with my neighbours who are lovely but they were like the substitute people that I could only see on my birthday so yeah, yeah. no I, I did I was lucky my birthday was actually on the day that we were officially allowed to go and see people so that was amazing but still only outside and it wasn't the warmest but we did have a really warm day compared to any of the other days that was like <laughs> you know it was really lucky but it was still like, this is not my 40th birthday. No. This is just a Saturday afternoon and we're getting drunk. Okay, fine. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, we yes. forget the birthday bit. I had um, actually had a couple of colleagues contact me when the roadmap was issued and said, okay, okay, we can't come in. We can't come in. Can we do yoga outside? Oh my God, it's been the coldest spring ever. And yoga outside is really idyllic. But it's very, very impractical because if I've got, I've got too much sunshine, you haven't got enough shade, you've got flies and bugs landing on you, the potential of dogs if you're in a public park, My you're too would, cold, yeah. you're too hot, and people will say, oh yeah, I'd love to do it outside. And, you, and I, I have done and will do, but it's really not as beautiful as you think it is, unless you're, of course... I don't know, in the Bahamas or something. Then, of oh, course, it's perfect. Sweet baby Jesus. Exactly. With a Wouldn't bit that of that. good? Oh, on that white <sighs> beach. Oh, yummy yum. I literally have just had to book my husband flights for golf. And I was like, I'm telling you now, <sighs> if you go on that golf trip before I've been on holiday, it's not going to be good for you. <laughs> it's just not. Like, I'm just so not prepared. he's squirreling around booking you a family holiday? No, Christ, he won't do any of that. That'll be, and I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't want him to because whatever he did, I'd be like, what is, like, he just does, there's no way he can think for four people. Like, he's lucky if he can think for himself. Like, no, not a, not a good idea. Yeah. But I just mean, like, I'm just not, I'm not ready to book a holiday for the summer and it, and it to actually happen. I'd, I have to do it last minute. So in the summer holidays, we better bloody have. A week where we can go away somewhere because I'll just be beside myself if not I'll just have to fly somewhere the, the day before <laughs> I've done it I'm fine <laughs> I've got anyway we're system. coming to, yeah totally we're coming to the end of the podcast and we end yes, all we of the podcasts with the eight mile moment so I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me I love Eminem and I love that he does his rap battles by doing all the worst things about him his skinny oh, is white his mum lives this. in a trailer <laughs> so what are the worst things about you? Uh, oh my gosh, what are the worst things about me? I've got chunky thighs. Not a bad thing. Um, my husband says I rub my nose too much. I'm always picking and flicking oh, around my nose. Yeah. I do it with my ears. Yeah. 
And the other thing, I, I rub my nose a lot and it makes a really funny clicky noise. I had no idea it made it. And he was like, oh, what's that noise? It's my nose. It's like, oh, that's disgusting. Um, and I'm really bad. I'm really, really bad. At, I pee during the night like most of us women do. Oh, I don't, yeah. And then I forget to flush it I'm all right for the rest that. of the day. So it stinks by the time you go back into the bathroom. So, yeah, You're that's disgusting. pretty that's a pretty grim one isn't it I don't think I've ever yeah. told anybody that I'm gonna get thanks. off here now yeah <laughs> thanks for sharing that that was that was a beautiful moment there thanks. you are uh, you know you know when you click with someone and you just have to share something yeah that wasn't it could it have been like champagne or prosecco as opposed to piss <laughs> And when I'm really drunk, I love to swear. I like to swear, but I really get very sweary when I'm really, really, really plastered. And I can always feel the eyes of my husband burning holes in the back of my head because he'll go, it's okay, it's no problem. But you start when kids are around. And you just get, and I'm just like, gutter mouth. I've got no filter around anyone because I just, because it's, I always say it's because I've worked on myself so much that I show up as, as the authentic person that I am. But the thing is, I literally don't even hear myself anymore. And it's when people go, but the thing is, when people, other people swear the way I do, I go, oh, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you swear like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I think, and I think it's probably almost like you say, you've worked on yourself so much that actually when you've had a drink, you just revert back to the person that you were. I'm like it anyway. I don't even need the yeah. drink. In fact, my <laughs> husband quite likes the fact that drinking makes me, I, I go louder, but I also go quieter as well, as in I talk less. So the volume uh, goes up, but the, the amount goes down. So he's like, have another one, darling. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for popping my cherry, my podcast cherry. Oh, you were a virgin. Congratulations. Thank you. But well, as always, I think, no, I think I'll be on. more. Oh, yeah. You have to go on other people's podcasts. I quite like it. I'm quite a fan. Yeah, I'm good good walking around Clubhouse now looking for people to talk to. Pimping yourself out. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you but for letting always, me do this today. Anytime. If anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at podcast at bind-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Kim. See you. Bye.